Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Genuine Chit Chat. Um, before the episode starts, just like to say, um, this is my friend TJ Cummings. Uh, I've known her for about six years. She's uh, been traveling quite a lot. Um, so we just get into that. We talk about society and uh, culture, that sort of thing. Um, yeah, it's a really cool chat. Uh, I think we end up chatting for about two and a half hours. Um, so I've split this one into two. Uh, so I think about an hour, hour 15 minute mark, um, I come in, uh, it will stop and I'll come in at the end. Uh, and then that'll be the end of the episode. Then I think in about a week's time, I'm going to release the second episode. Um, yeah, that'll be about the similar sort of length. Um, yeah, I've got a lot of uh, cool other podcasts done. I've, I've recorded one with uh, my mate Alex about um, him going to America and a bit of his travels and his uh, forest schools uh, and just the outdoors and that sort of thing. And a great story of how he met his girlfriend, how they made it learn, uh, how they made it work long term. Oh, Christ. Um, yeah, so it's really cool. The next one's going to be out... Uh, after this is going to be part two of this and then after that i imagine it'll be uh, the one with alex uh, so yeah thanks for tuning in guys Hi guys, this is Mike Burton with Genuine Chit Chat, episode 2, having honest conversations with interesting people. And today's interesting person is my friend TJ. Yo. So um, TJ's been travelling quite a lot throughout Europe and Asia. Um, I've only myself travelled around a bit of Europe. And I just thought, she's going off again soon to, I think, travel around Asia again for a while. So I thought we'd get her in, have a chat with her, and then when she's gone on her other trip, when she comes back from that, tell us a bit about that, you know, uh, some of the culture and just some of the cool places she's been to, um, people she's met. So, um, TJ, why don't we start off with, let's do early on, uh, let's say, when you were younger. Did you go travelling much with like your parents or anything like that? Not so much, actually. I, um, I, my first real trip away, you know, that wasn't Wales with my family yeah. was... Um, when I was 13, I had the opportunity to go to Paris with the school, and I was like, yeah, yeah, why oh, not? That, you know, that sort of thing. Exactly, you know, go away for a week, see what it's like. And just the entire time I was I was away, I was like, well, this is incredible, you know, like, not, not just being somewhere else, but actually meeting new people and experiencing the kind of vibe. Hmm. So when, and I went on a couple of other trips, like with uh, friends and such over the next few years, which I mostly organised myself. Were they, they they mainly in Europe or were they further away? Uh, they were all in Europe until uh, until this year, actually. I've, I'd never been outside of Europe until this year, but I've been pretty much everywhere. Like, I've been pretty much everywhere in Italy, like every yeah. town there is I've to been, visit. I've been to south of Italy quite a lot, but I haven't, I haven't made my way up to north. Um, apparently she's at a house down in south italy that i used to go to and it was lovely there but no one there spoke english at all it's like there's like one mcdonald's for like i think 100 miles ridiculous like that's that's how it is like this was (laughs) this was about let me think i was about 13 or 14 when they got it so it was about 10 years ago and um yeah there was just one mcdonald's and i was quite a fussy eater then as well every year i went i was less and less fussy um but it was mainly pizzas i was eating and my parents like you can't have pizza every night and they tried to find other places that weren't italian because i didn't like pasta at the time and it's just, they're all Italian restaurants. Just every, <laughs> everywhere, apart from the old one, there's like Italian-American a little bit where they do like burgers. But this place had burgers and a pita bread. So it was just like <laughs> me, it was either, I was a really fat kid as well. So this fat kid on holiday would only eat pizza and burgers and McDonald's. So it was just an ice cream. <laughs> it well, was just not helping. There is a secret I need to tell you yeah. about Italy. Okay. It is in fact 
full of Italian restaurants. So yeah. you kind of backed yourself into a corner with that. I, what I did, did you expect when you went just, to Italy? With, with, with other places in Europe that I've been to, because my parents, uh, mainly my mum, like to go to more uh, commercial areas. So she could buy designer shoes, handbags, go to like restaurants. Not, not ones that are franchised that we know of, but you know... Tenerife is a prime example in the Canary Islands where you go there and it's basically just England but with a Spanish sort of hue to it almost <laughs> and the weather's lush and it's really cool beaches and stuff but like a lot of the shops they're called different names but they're very similar like they've got the shopping malls that are really similar to ones over here they've got zoos over there they've got aquariums you know they've got cinemas a lot and they've got McDonald's and they you know you go to Tenerife and I do really like going to Tenerife it's a perfect chill out holiday because like you've got all your home comforts and everything's amazing there everything's like sunny and not too expensive and stuff but when you from me being that kid and my parents liking that so much when they went down to the south of Italy it was very very isolated like a lot of the places weren't built up at all like there's just miles and miles just houses and no real big structures yeah so that's that's right down near the the heel of the, the shape of the boot i think it is yeah uh, right down there but um yes you've been around italy a lot uh what, what sort of other what, where have you been around is it just like generally everywhere in europe or is it because it's like norway and finland place like that and... yeah see this is the issue because i really want to go to uh the czech republic soon yeah. um and hit Prague just because well, the, jasmine the reese are going to prague uh, yeah, yeah reese I, on the last episode yeah. by the way otherwise my housemate as well <laughs> He's um yeah he's off to Prague. Uh, I saw yeah yeah I think for a few days or something. They showed me some of the stuff over there. It looks like a very beautiful city. Yeah, because it's it is it is incredible. Like, the architecture as well is just absolutely stunning, and it's really interesting hmm. city in terms of its history as well. Um, but yeah, so I definitely want to hit Prague. Probably go up to the ne- Netherlands and go to Amsterdam. Everyone's got to go to Walk. Everybody, everybody, every, every everybody goes to Europe. It's just like let's just swing by Amsterdam. <laughs> let's have a cheeky, let's have a cheeky coffee. I've never been. I've, you I've, been, I've oh. never been to Amsterdam. No, that's that's why I want to go this year. But I, I feel like I'm going to go by myself so that I can like I just meet up with friendly. random people in hostels. Everyone there speaks, you know, English, and also there's a lot of because it's quite because um, I went there last year, mm. um, and obviously apart from the local delicacy, the local green delicacy, <laughs> apart from obviously that when everyone goes over there and smokes that and eats space cake and whatnot. If you take that out of the picture, it's still amazing there. Like, there's yeah. a canal ride I went on. You can see, you can hear all the history and stuff of them. Like, them having really narrow but tall homes. And, um, you know, there's the Anne Frank house, which I missed, um, mm. unfortunately. But I went to the Amsterdam Dungeon. so like the London Dungeon oh, in Amsterdam. That's really cool. Um, there's some gardens there that we missed. Uh, there's the sex museum <laughs> that everyone goes to that's cool. There's a place there, actually, which you need to go to, which I didn't go to when I was there, and I regret it. It's, uh, it's called, like, the Human Body Museum or something. Okay. And they have real human bodies, corpses and bones and stuff, doing stuff. It's really weird. They've got one which is just... Uh, I can't remember. It's two people having sex, I believe, but it's cut in half, and it's actual... It's, like, real. So there's in these... Uh, I don't know how they keep the corpses from, like, disintegrating or if they do anything spe- uh, special to them, but it's, like cut in half so you can see everything from the side and that sort yeah. of thing and it's got like people there without any skin so you can just see all the muscles mm. and it's got them doing I can't remember all the specifics because I only looked at it briefly after I come home from it um, but it looks amazing like real bones and stuff there that does well. sound really fucking cool and we walked past that actually it's quite it's really close to the station as well yeah I don't know. I mean, like that—that's the kind of stuff that interests me about a city. Just like little quirky shit like that. Mm. Like uh, one one thing I do really want to see when I go to Amsterdam is I want to go to the Van Gogh Museum. Oh, okay, yeah, we didn't we didn't go to that unfortunately. It's he's my favorite artist, and I it's it's like it's been such a pressure dream in my mind now. What sorry? Van Gogh to Amsterdam. Ah uh-huh. ha! Hey, hey, yeah, it's it very well done. There it is. Yeah, well, it's like um. There's like I've been to uh, what's that place in Barcelona at the rooftops of all the cool 
uh, it's some sort of famous artist. It's not Dali, it's someone else. I can't who it is, but I've been there. That was really cool because my dad was quite into art and that sort of thing, but he was also into history a lot. So mm. I, I love going to places and finding out history about it and just like the culture of it. Like um, one little thing in Amsterdam was just they've got hooks at the top of all the houses. They've got a bit bars coming with hooks on it. And it's because everything big, they had to like open or take off the windows and lift things in um, in through uh, like ropes because the houses are so narrow um, but tall that the stairways you just can't put anything big there <laughs> so almost all the houses have got those things but they've all got one like big window out of the top front oh, so it's just really well, like, and they just said that and I was like that's amazing I went to the zoo <laughs> they have a really sick zoo like certain people aren't really into zoos because of the like I'm coming in the grey area of it's certain animals kind of need to be in a zoo to be kind of kept for conservation reasons but other ones like certain lions and tigers can just look miserable because it's not enough space but if I kind of put that aside and just it's kind of there and I went and enjoyed it it's, it's like Everything is quite together and close, but it's not cramped. It's just like Marwell is really long distance, everything. Whereas yeah. with Amsterdam, there's less space between exhibits. But they've got loads there. That's, that's, that's really cool as well. It's just I, what you want to see. It depends on who you're there for. My house is quite similar to that in terms of it just being long and thin. But like we have a fridge. Um, basically, that my, my housemates, before I moved in, they, we, they had like a little mini fridge upstairs in the kitchen. But then they bought a much bigger one because obviously it's like three four people in the house you yeah. can't need a bigger fridge and they bought it and the guys who were moving it in just couldn't fit it up the fucking stairs <laughs> oh, so yeah. they just couldn't do it so they just threw it in the downstairs room which is now affectionately re- referred to as the man cave because oh, it God. just stinks and has like a really battered sofa in it and a fridge <laughs> and that's it oh and a trolley it's got a trolley in it from Where? when we went out drinking one night and just stole a trolley and brought it home you delinquents well, I've stole no, a traffic no nah, it was because Lev's uh, boxing um, fucking bag was like ridiculously heavy and he had all his gear with him so we saw a trolley and we were like fucked so we were like yeah okay let's just use that just and, haven't, haven't yeah. taken it back yet you will one day I trust that <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've stolen a traffic gun once and I was out hammered once and the reason was because it was I was about I think it was 19 or maybe I was 20 which was quite bad um, but there are there absolutely loads of them like in this little enclave bit off a road somewhere um, and we just took one and uh, I hope I don't get arrested for this Ooh, no. <laughs> um, yeah I took one we were drunk um, because we'd never done anything crazy when we were drunk before so that's oh it's like God. a midlife crisis of, of drinking which is not that crazy well, we ran across train tracks like 3am but that's not cool and crazy that's just stupid but it's the... <laughs> This is the thing with like with with semi illegal stuff like yeah. stealing trolleys. Like we didn't steal it from the actual supermarket. We just found yeah. it and we were like, oh, yeah, let's, I didn't this steal it from. Now. There wasn't. I want to clarify. There wasn't like a yard or something. <laughs> or something. There was just there was like a bunch like ten or so had just been off off a main road in not in the bushes but like to the side yeah. of the road, not really covering anything. Man, trolleys, traffic cones, and road signs. It's a rite of passage. You have got to steal one before I'd love you to turn have a traffic 21. Light, like have an edgy man cave with one of those traffic lights just always going. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I've seen it in a film somewhere. I can't remember what it is. There's just loads of people and it's like. Kind of everyone's smoking in there and everyone's drinking and it's just got like almost TGI Fridays sort of stuff all over the wall where there's just no wall. I know what film that is. It's um yeah every nineties grunge movie ever. So. <laughs> yeah, it's funny when you said that I got a flash of what it actually was and I was gone again. So no, oh, great. It gave me hope. It gave me hope. But, um, yeah, so so you've been uh, you've been around Europe quite a lot. Do you have a favorite in um in Europe? Oh. Mm. Um, it Without really China, depends, like, because like, the whole of Europe is a big fucking place. It's like, also very different. Exactly, it's got, it's got a exactly. similar theme, like core, not quite, va- kind of also values and the kind of core like theme to most of it, and then it's just the expansion of that. Like all the people and all the stuff is like 
similar vein of people but like everything's done like a different theme different way it has a know? well integrated um, continent well. society yeah but it has separate it. cultures yeah that's a very good yeah. way of putting it yeah exactly yeah it's like I, any big place I, like america america's yeah, a very yeah. good example america's you know? a very good example. just a melting pot i think america's a bit different just because where all of the cultures have like they, they've merged so like each yeah. state has its own state shit going on you know yeah but at the same time there are like things that everybody across America just shares because they, yeah. they, they, they everybody lives like in close tribal. community to everybody else. It's also tribal. It's, it's like you know, there's. But it depends kind of at what point of day, at what part of tri- of the tribe you're going to be. You know, it's like today, am I going to be a British person as the tribe? Am I going to be um, you know, unfortunately, some people are like white person tribe. You know, there's then you go but down to like, oh, I'm from the south of England, so the southern tribe, yeah. and then it's like Southampton. I don't like Portsmouth or any of these other places. And <laughs> yeah, then it's like, fuck Pompey. Then it's even, like more local, and then it's like Wollstone or Bitten, and it's just like it goes. It, you know, some people people really tribal a lot of things like football teams. They often do it, and they just really hate another city because they have another team. That's what I'm saying, man. Fuck Pompey. <laughs> what I'm just saying to I know you're uh, joking and stuff. It's just like the way I look at it is you can have some sort of uh, a bit of rivalry, you know, uh, a bit of um, you know when you know kind of uh, I'm trying to think of the word to describe it when um, I've completely lost. I'm doing terribly. <laughs> it's just you know you know when people have got this camaraderie sort of thing. If you have like a, a rivalry, but it's like camaraderie, it's kind of like banter almost. Yeah. Where that's fine. I, I really like that. And if you you know sometimes when you're playing video games or playing a board game or something, you just swear at them, you call them a cunt or something like that, and it's yeah. like that's all fine. But it's when people get actually violent, I just can't stand it. It's just yeah. like if they if with two football teams especially, it's like if they didn't exist and no one else existed, there wouldn't be a game. Your team would just be the only team, and they what would they do? Just go out to the pitch and just stare at you for like an hour and a half, and you pay like hundred quid to get in and things like that. And it's just like it's fine when it's when it's endearing, but the yeah. moment it becomes like that, it's like nah, this is a problem. <laughs> yeah, it's, I just I'm one of those people. Just violence is only acceptable in an unfathomably minuscule amount of situations. Only when absolute. When only like a worse thing would happen if you didn't do that sort of thing, you know, yeah. if someone's like, unfortunately, say something like this, but if someone's going to rape you, obviously, violence to stop them is completely okay. Fine. Maybe maybe saying... this is the time to leave the podcast. Well, yeah, there you go. That's <laughs> it. Just, just run done. far away. But you know what I mean? Like those sorts of, or like if someone is going to attack you and is, you, you've got no way out of unless you are uh, use force back to them. You know, yep. I'm not. The thing is, though, there's a difference between you, you know, self defense and you know hitting them and then them going down, or then you hold them down, or you just leave, and then there's you know beating someone to bloody pulp and stuff it's just yeah. like it's all I was talking about this in the last podcast but it's just all that sort of thing I'm just really not a violent person I mean I'm not either like I there were there there have been a couple of incidents like what but they were always they, they weren't me being physically violent like on purpose that, yeah. there was there was a time when I was younger and I got into a fight with a friend who had uh, anger management issues and okay. we got into a scrap and we, we were quite young at this time like yeah. may, maybe 10 or 11 and uh we we were wrestling like outside in the playground. We had like a big group of people outside surrounding us, just going yeah, fight, 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 yeah, um, yeah. that kind of thing. But I we were we were throwing punches, and he he must have hit like hit me pretty hard in the jaw because we were friends as well. We were just like friends having a scrap, and like yeah. that like I I just sort <clears> of <throat> went oh okay, and the fight sort of switched and started becoming a lot more like heated, and mm. I like slammed him backwards into a wall. And he it like cracked his head open on this wall, oh, and he had to go to hospital, Jesus and he had Christ. like thirteen stitches, like, wow. and then a couple more like deep layer stitches, and I was like, "Yeah, sorry about that, buddy." <laughs> but like, apart God, from that, piss you off then. You yeah, the the there's a couple of random <laughs> nails that are sticking out. So don't get me on one of them. Oh Christ. no, no, the na- na- nails are no fun, man. I just, I just no like, fun, blunt man. trauma. That's that's that's, that's the way to go. Man. You're yeah. more of a baseball bat, exactly. Sort of old school. Nah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, like. <sighs> 
I there's 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 stuff like that in my past, but then there's also things like my there was there was this chick I went to school with Mia and she um she she just she was really really paranoid that I was fucking her boyfriend Tyler behind her back despite the fact <laughs> this yes, is so cliche yeah this is but so cliche. in her defense Tyler and I had dated in the past but oh, it was two years previously to this and I haven't I hadn't spoken to him in yeah. that two years you know yeah. so she was just really paranoid for some reason and um she was like following me home from school and like harassing me and then one day she tried to fight me and i was just sort of stood there like no and she tried to grab my hair and like slam my face into her knee and i was sort of like pulled up again and like took her hand off like can you not and she was like oh um um and then sort of like sort of pulled back her fist to throw a punch and i think some woman like drove up in her car and stopped she was like i'm gonna call the police and mia was like oh shit and her and a little um group of miscreants ran away i was gonna say ne'er-do-wells <laughs> there was hooligans again <laughs> um yeah so there was there was that and like th- i just don't get into fights like it's always every single time that there's been some sort of like predicament in which i've had to use violence ag- against somebody else it's always been them like they just get too into trying to fight me and i'm like oh this isn't gonna happen can you stop please <laughs> like yeah, i don't I'm... i don't actively try and hurt people yeah i'm, I'm lucky enough to not have um, been any Violent confrontations, you know, it's just I punched Reese once. That's about, that's, about, <laughs> that's about it. It was in the chest. It was in like yeah. And it's or your uh, most dearest and treasured memory, I think. One of them with Reese is a pretty good moment. You know, knocked him down a peg, which he kind of needed at the time. But then I needed to get knocked down about twenty pegs when I was you true, know thirteen. True, true. This is, yeah. I, I mean, I, when we when I, when you first brought me around here, I, was, I wasn't sure if your head was going to fit through the door or because the afro. Yeah. No. No. I mean, oh, your ego. Yeah. Okay. Well, the afro is pretty big as well, but. Your yeah, Afro's tiny now. I'm, I miss, I, I miss your old Afro. Yeah, I, I don't. Well, this isn't even Afro. This is a Jufro. It was a Jufro, and then when it got really big, it was pretty much an Afro. And then I cut it short for a while. It still was a, as a Jufro. Yeah. And then now it's just the top. The top's curly, but it's short back in size, that sort of thing. Yeah. It's just like I had it. Like I had my, I grew my hair really long that time, didn't I? I grew it just down and long, and then I shaved it, you know, for charity and whatnot. And then yeah. when it grew back there, I just didn't want to grow it long again because where it's short <laughs> it is so much easier, as you know, because you've obviously got yep. short hair I think when we first met you had long hair um, I didn't really have long hair whatever long... it was like shoulder length yeah but that's that's com- like longer ma- male... what I usually have it <laughs> generally if you said males with shoulder length hair that would be considered yeah. long so with me when I got past that sort of thing it's got long hair so and I then know. there was Reese well yeah there was Reese down past his nipples well, mine, <laughs> well before I shaved mine off mine was like past my nipples yeah. it was just curly at the end so it kind of kept up a little bit more but obviously, when you get short hair, that's one of the main things I think people realise when you become an adult, you don't have long hair quite as often. Mm. Main, primarily, at the moment, really men. Obviously, a lot of women do, have been doing it a lot more recently because, obviously, fortunately, it's 2017 and not, like, 1950. <laughs> so women can do what the hell they want now, generally. Um, but it's you like, say unfortunately. No, fortunately. Oh, okay. I'm I was like, Jesus. <laughs> oh, Christ, no, just bring you on here and just, like, slating you really subtly. Just Fucking women, oh, Jesus. The matriarchy. <laughs> Giving them rights and shit. What, what <laughs> they is They shouldn't be able to vote. What is this? Have their hair cut. They should always I have I miss the 19 O's, Jesus. 19 O's, O's. O's, O's, yeah. 19 O's, O's. <laughs> that sounds like some sort of weird, like, old school cereal. No, Uzo is a, ja- is a, no, a Japanese, well, no, Uzo is a Greek liquor. 
Oh yeah, I think yeah. I've actually yeah. had that. Well, I say, look, it's a spirit. It's a it's a heavy spirit. And is, it's that, just... is it white? Is it clear? Yeah, it's clear. Yeah, I think I've had that before. It's I horrible, yeah, but I've, it's I've, also really good because it gets enjoying it. fucked up. <laughs> yeah, it's like absinthe in it. You have some of that. Yeah. Like, oh, oh my god. god. You have like one shot of it, and it's fine the taste, but once it goes down your throat, you just feel like a trail. It's like Ghost Rider. Yeah. Like when Jesus Ghost Rider zooms Christ. off, and there's that trail of fire behind it. That's what's like down your throat and it's in your stomach, and it's just there for hours. It's horrible. We had whilst I was in just do loads of absinthe. Whilst, whilst I was in Italy a couple of years ago, we um, we found in one of the supermarkets 90% vodka. Jesus Christ. Or just yeah, absinthe on the shelf. 79%. That's the most like, I've had. No, yeah, 80, 85 I've had. But this is in a supermarket. Not even like behind the counter. This is on the bottom shelf in the, in, in one of the aisles. Just that the culture's different, isn't it? Exactly. But we obviously we bought it. And we went, <laughs> we went back to the villa. You're the ones that were in it for the rest <laughs> we of back, us. We went back to the villa and we did the most British thing we could have possibly done with Matey. that bottle. No, we we played we played Ring of Fire. Of course, yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> like you know we used to play Ring of Fire when I used to have those parties because I actually because I'm lame like this. I was like, let's all have fun, but let's be careful. So I printed off the Ring of Fire rules and put it in a clear plastic wallet. So no one, so if you spill beer on it. I feel booze. like I remember this. Yeah, I've got it still. I've actually got it somewhere. Have you st- oh my god. Yeah, the Ring of Fire. <laughs> I think it's up with all my other booze. Line up, ladies. We've got the most organised man in Southampton right that's, here. That's it. That's my that's my charm. Is like If a woman finds organisation sexy, then let me show you You know the alphabetised t-shirt collection of mine. <laughs> what you guys can't see from here as well is uh, his DVD collection, which he, he pulls out certain dvds that like he's watched so that when when he goes back to look at them later or like he wants to watch and it's just bless him it, it, hey when it, when you're like with someone and they don't care what you watch or you're with like if i'm with one of my mates who doesn't really care what sort of film we watch if it's like horror or comedy whatever i can just turn around and look and out because it's not like i've got like 20 dvds or something like i've got over 350 movies i think i might have over 400 now and i've got like over 100 seasons of things you know, so it's just like, there's so many there. And also part of it's covered by the sofa a little bit, which doesn't help. <laughs> That's because I can't have everything I want. I'd love to have just shelves all of it there, but the guys won't let me do it. One day, the dream. I've just noticed on your lamp, indoor use only. Little sticker, indoor use only. What moron is taking lamps with like live wires and shit outside? Well, the funny thing is with that lamp as well, is that that lampshade that came with it is it's a cylindrical shape so there's nothing on the top and nothing on the bottom for obviously people who no one can see this this just it's a circle around it basically so it's like rain would just go straight onto the yeah. bulb and everything is literally like open exactly <laughs> like why i feel like you don't need a sticker although there are some real morons well, you have out to there. have because of people just to make sure that people don't do something stupid go, well they didn't tell me not to do that it's like when you have peanuts it says these contain nuts because some people are so <laughs> dense they can't fathom it you know things like that or any nut products, things like that. You just like there's you can buy smoked salmon. It says allergens, fish. <laughs> it's like I know they got to do it out of protocol and stuff, but it's just like are people really that dense? I think They're they good. are. It's probably for suing suing reasons and stuff, Jesus. just to be sure someone can't eat the salmon and say, well, it doesn't actually say the word fish on it anywhere, and I can plead, um, you know, uh, what's it? Ignorance. Just didn't know about it. Yeah. Oh well. So anyway, we were talking about your when you were traveling when you were younger and stuff. Um, so. So that was, how old were you when you, was it just generally like a little bit here and there when you were younger and then? Genuinely, I, my, my parents and I um, have always been quite a poor family, so we oh, never okay. really went on family holidays. I went when I was so seven was or the, eight. So it was a school holiday when you said about uh, yes. Paris. Yeah, okay. um, when I was seven or eight, I went to Wales with my aunt, but apart from that, I genuinely didn't leave the country until oh, okay. I was 13. Okay, right, yeah, I see. Apart from Wales. Um, yeah. So I when, I, when I went to Paris when I was 13 and then... Um, uh, about a year or two later, I went to Lille, which is also in France. It's, okay. Uh, it's further south. Yeah. Um, 
and then I think I didn't go anywhere until I was like 17 yeah and um I just sort of I, I was sat around the college table one day because we had this little what this little one uh, table which was right by the vending machines yeah and um everyone's like, got a little spot in yeah everybody's got that little spot yeah, and you just gotta was, make sure you urinate there. there just to mark exactly. your territory exactly yeah. yeah so I, I was there and I was sat there and I was sort of I was looking on my laptop at places I wanted to um, try and go, travel on my gap year. Yeah, on, yeah. On my gap year. Gap year. On my gap year, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I, I found, I, th- I think it was like a, uh, it was a photograph, I think, but it was like of a group of friends that I know from elsewhere and they'd mm. all um, recently gone on a group holiday to probably Amsterdam, I think. Um, <laughs> I just want to say, I think almost every single person I know has been to Amsterdam. Like, it's, it's probably about 70% of the people, you know. Most of them don't smoke, you know, uh, when they're here either. And that's kind of, yeah. that's what they think. You see people go over there and it's just like, whoa, didn't expect that sort of thing. But, yeah, sorry. But um yeah, so I saw I saw that and I was like, you know what would be a great idea, guys? I turned over and I was like, like we should we should go on a group holiday. And I had like three people go, yeah, yeah, let's do it. And then the rest of them were like, yeah, like, let's do it. But obviously, you can see in their eyes, they're not actually gonna go. Yeah, yeah. So in the end, um, I I sort of got everything set up and I came came over to everybody and I was like, right, so, um, I've organised everything. All you need to do is decide whether or not you're coming. It's gonna cost this, this, and this for this. Mm. Um, just transfer them, make me the money, and I'll book it for us all. Yeah. And like. Uh, I think it was myself, uh, Sam Pilch, Sam Course from college, and then um, Pilch's girlfriend of the time, Dev, and uh, my all my partner of the time, Chris. Um, and uh, but we we all went out there first, and Chris met us uh, a few days later. Yeah, uh, he flew out separately, but um, we went out to. Um, this little village called Nemi. It's near Rome, like right okay. on the outskirts of Rome. Yeah. Um, and we, okay. Let let me tell the tell let me tell you the story of how we fucking got there. Okay. So, we fly in from I think Gatwick to Venice, right? Uh-huh. And we get we get out of Venice, and it's about one a.m. We're in Venice, one a.m. No, no, it's four four a.m. Yeah, it's four a.m. in Venice, mm-hmm. and um, we have to get a train from Venice down to Rome. And we're like, okay, how the fuck are we gonna do this? I'm trying to trying to figure it, trying to figure shit out, yeah. Um, so it's between the hours of one of one and four. We're trying to like sort out shit. So we've got a train, I think, at six, mm-hmm. and we want to leave a bit early so we can get there on time. But we get into the airport at midnight, one a.m. And, and Dev and Sam decide that that Dev and Pilch decide that they want to go and uh, get a hostel, stay, right. so have a have a few hours sleep, maybe get a shower. So they go and do that. And uh, Course and I go and find a bar to, of course we did, yeah. um, that was open late. And we sat and had a couple of Coronas, uh, went back to the airport, sat down, had like a really chill talk for a few hours, just me and him. Went out, the gu- went out with the guys, went and caught the train. The moment we got to Rome, we were all exhausted because we hadn't really slept. Yeah. So this this was already like starting off to be a shitty day because we were exhausted. The heat was intense. Yeah, that's how um, it was. Yeah, middle middle of place I've ever been. exactly middle middle of August. You know, oh, in the, mid- yeah, in the middle of big sea. It's nightmare. Isn't exactly. It, in the middle of August. Yeah. Um. So we 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 come out we come out of the train station. We go go to one of the taxis and we're like, hey, dude. So how much gets to this address? And he's like, oh, fifty euros. And we're like, nah. Nah, we're not about that life. We're not. We're not going to spend that much just on a taxi, you know. Yeah. Like we're we're trying to budget. We're trying trying to budget travel. So, we um we decide to get a train um to to the like the nearest town and then get a bus. Okay. 
but unfortunately the train station of the town that's nearest is broken down so we had to stop at the one before which was uh, Albano Laziel um, no Albano Laziel was the one that was um, stopped so we stopped off there and we got off and we were like right what the fuck do we do now so we yeah. go into the town after various people trying to give us directions get on a bus go completely the wrong direction for about <laughs> half an hour um, none of us have any water either so we're all like getting pretty thirsty Sam and Dev now need to go to the toilet mm. and they're getting pretty antsy about that and we and we get off the bus we wander how are we around at this time, sorry? sorry how are we at this time all of you uh i was 17 pilch was 16 course was 17 and dev was uh 17 as well i believe yeah so quite young yeah, sure. yeah when yeah, i was exactly. tiny things when i went to amsterdam with the guys that was the first group holiday or the only group holiday i've been on with like my parents or anything like that mm. and um excluding school holidays obviously um and school trips rather it's that was two is i think it was about two years ago this coming november i think or maybe it was a year and a half ago march sort of thing so that was you know i was still 21 then so i had yeah. been living away from home and stuff like that like when you go traveling a lot when you're that age it can be only a couple of minor mistakes that you do or sometimes just bad luck and then you can just go off and you just kind of i don't know if you did much but i would imagine if i was 17 uh in you know italy going the wrong way dying of thirst and stuff of yeah. trying to control three other people as well sort of ages like teenagers as well that sort of thing it can be like really stressful and everyone can be a bit of a drama queen i've been there mm. and it's just like everything's way worse <laughs> it seems worse than it is yeah exactly actually i said i was 17 i think i must have been 18 because if if course was 17 yeah no that that no that's right I, that is right i was 18 because their parents told me to try and look after the boys i was like yeah sure i'm a responsible adult yeah. and i wasn't we all, think, we all think that i still yeah. i don't really, i realize now i don't think i'll ever be a fully responsible adult i think i could oh, be God, 50 no. and it'll just be like nah <laughs> well, yeah i mean it's it's a way more fun way to live life i think to yeah. just be a big toddler yeah, just do you want to chill you know be responsible when you need to like you've got to be for like bills and rent and being serious so, so uh, certain serious situations but um yeah apart from that it's just like you know just chill be don't take the thing is it's, it's one of those things that where so don't take life too seriously but equally don't purely make a joke about absolutely everything in life as in you have to take certain things to a degree seriously it's all about balance mm. that's just with everything really is balance yeah but yeah so you're on the excuse me so you're on the coach Oh shit! Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, we're on we're on the bus and we we get off in um, Ginzano, I believe, which was um, it was actually the nearest town. We we'd managed to find our way there, but we still didn't know where the hell we were, and we yeah. were all like very thirsty. At point, so I'm like, right, okay, there's a shop there. We finally found a shop. I'm gonna go buy us some water. Went in, bought some water, but the only water they had was like salted. What salted water? It was like soda water, but it was really salty, and we couldn't understand why. But <laughs> It, it was just doing nothing if, if anything it was dehydrating us further <laughs> and sam at this point sam course was just he he was like he was bright red from the sun and like the lack of water and he was just like he, he was starting to his eyes were starting to close we we're like oh my god he's he's gonna pass out like this is bad we need to get him somewhere with like actual water and like to chill out out of the sun so we um we I think we we did just end up calling it like calling the nearest taxi. It turns out we were only about a forty minute walk away from the village, so we're like, fuck's sake. But in that heat, that was just not going to happen. So so we all piled into this taxi, roll up at the villa, um, and basically it's this gorgeous like sprawling garden with like pear trees and tomato plants and stuff, and mm. then this uh, beautiful um, villa with like a Roman um, excavation underneath it. Okay. Um, and this is just ours for the next like week and a half, and we're like oh, fuck nice. yeah. 
So um, yeah, we all roll up there and uh, get in, and the the guy, the villa owner, is like showing us around, and like you can just see um, Pilch and Dev's faces because bear in mind they needed to go to the toilet and have a poo about two hours before this. Oh god! Because it took us three four hours to find this place. I see. Yeah. Uh, so they were like you can see on their faces they're just like mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's that's really interesting please fuck off <laughs> like, <laughs> and he, he leaves and they both shoot into the two bathrooms um, thank and... god there wasn't just one they didn't have to do something <laughs> yeah. sit on each other sort of situation um, I don't know man they're very comfortable with each other <laughs> um, yeah so that that was that and that was the nightmare of trying to find our way there but it was it was really worth it like the villa we stayed in was absolutely gorgeous and there were four cats that lived on the property as well there's a lot of cats in a lot of the european countries like italy yeah it's great cats cats are great out there because a a lot there are a lot of stray cats but a lot of them are just like owned by people and then the cats just wander off for like a week and then come back like it's it's so much more free out there i remember in greece one time um this was oh god about two years ago now um, we went in November. We only went for a weekend. It was um, myself, Bradley. Bradley. Went. Oh, that, this is, yeah. Yeah, this is Bra- when I went Bradley's, Bradley's uh, one of my besties as well, just like recent stuff. And I'll be having him on the podcast uh, at some point as well. Yeah. But yeah, we both love Bradley. Everyone loves Bradley. Bradley's yeah. safe. Bradley's no, no just one the has biggest, ever got cuddliest, like, teddy bear. My mum describes him as a bear. Like he a is, cuddly bear. He's a bear that has, like, really horrible dark jokes. That's, that's it, yeah. But it only come out when he's with the right people. If he's not, yeah, yeah. If he's not with the right people. Everyone just thinks he's innocent and cute. Yeah. And then but then like, he then he comes home with us, and it's just like, bam, oh, yeah. power of the so, kisser. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it was the trip I went on with Bradley, and um, it was just a little group of four of us, and uh, we had a little apartment for the weekend, and it was very cute. But when we were walking up to the Acropolis, we um, we found like more and more cats we were like we were really confused like, where are, why, why are there so many cats here but I, I mean i'm talking like a dozen on each street it's yeah. it's insane i think t- my mum told me when she went to turkey it was like that yeah exactly but then we we started walking further and we realized the the higher up towards the acropolis we get the the denser the population of cats <laughs> on the street so uh, and we we rounded a corner and we started hearing music we were like what what is this so we walked around the corner and it was just this guy maybe 55 56 just sat by himself playing the recorder with um like a, a surrounding of cats it just <laughs> it, they're all staring at him just like chilling out lying down in the sun but just listening to him play the recorder and it, we we dubbed him the cat whisperer i say that's good yeah or or the pussy player i think was, I was his alternate magnet. name yeah um and the, i've got i've got photos of him on facebook and i went back about almost exactly a year later like almost yeah. to the day um to to athens and um to to work there for a month and whilst i was wandering around by myself i went up the same route that we chose to get up the side of the mountain right and i i walked past where we saw him and he wasn't there i was really wow. i was really disappointed <laughs> he's, he's like a he's a spectre he just travels around like all of the yeah. world <laughs> and just bringing cats he just pops up and he's like a he's like a rare pokemon you gotta you got to choose your time. Yeah, try, yeah, got to throw a master ball at him. Try and capture this old man, take him home, <laughs> so you can just get put him in your garden and just have all the cats in like Britain. This could work. To you. This could work. That'd be good. Just do it. We'll Brain go. him with a pokeball and steal his powers. Yeah, the thing is, pokeballs. I don't think they work in the real world. So I think if if you just threw a pokeball at him, it'd have to be like a really heavy metal sphere and just knock him out and then just drag <laughs> him off. That work. Yeah. So <laughs> with uh, with um. So, do you think uh, a lot of your traveling and stuff now, especially, is kind of like, 
because you didn't travel much when you were younger you kind of had the tastes of it when you did the school trips and now it's just like kind of I can so I will sort of thing because like with me mm. I travelled a fair amount with my parents when I was um, when I was younger and then uh, yeah then dad passed away and then before, about a year or two before I kind of was a bit too old to go away with my parents generally uh, and then he got ill so I was just like you know go away with mum just two of you and then he passed and then I just kind of moved out uh, and then I was just like I haven't really had the money to be able to go away a lot of me I've been to Spain once with my mum and her fiance and that was fine and um, I went and a few other people it was just, it was just <laughs> me third wheeling that had been very strange uh, and then I went to Amsterdam with the guys a year and a half ago it's like I keep trying to save to go okay I'm going to travel around Europe I'm going to go to Norway see the northern lights I'm going to go here and go here and stuff and that's just like every time something happens like last year when I had like was starting to get enough money and whatnot three grand three and a half grand gone because my car blew up and there's just nothing I could do about it yeah, I'd already spent about 600 quid on it before that trying to get it fixed mm. and it got fixed and then it messed up after like a month and it's just oh, kill me and just woke clean and then I started to save again and I caught up and now it's like I've been on it well I've I left my job for um, left my previous job and had like six weeks off and I really needed it and he really wanted it but I took money out of my savings to keep me going which is what they're there for really it's just brilliant to have that amount of time off but now I'm going back to work but it's like that's another dent out of my savings it's just like every time I just want to go travelling but you've been um, well, we're not going to say lucky you've obviously worked really hard and managed to save up enough money but when you first went away to, to Asia or like what was the longest the first time you went away for a decently long period of time like more than just like a week or two right I, I, w- I will answer that in a moment but this is the thing the, 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 one of the biggest misconceptions about travel is that you need money yeah genuinely I, I get all these people all of the time coming to me saying oh you travel yeah that must be amazing you must work so hard for your money like you say but and it's just no because I mean, I do work hard, and I, I, I love my job. Um, I'm a bartender, um, and it's it's just a really enjoyable profession. Yeah, I, I do work hard at my job, but I don't do it for the sake of earning money. Yeah. I, I know that at the end of the hard work, there's going to be a paycheck, and obviously that does motivate me a bit more, but you don't need money to travel. This is the thing. Yeah. Last year, when I went away, I went for three months around Greece, Italy, Spain, and France. And whilst I was there... I, I, I did work for a month, like out there. I was, I was working as an au pair for a month. Um, and so I what an au pair is because I didn't know when you first told me. Oh, it's uh, it's a nanny essentially. So it's um, somebody who looks after children. Hmm. Uh, whilst like who lives with the family and looks after the children, and uh, I did that for a month, and I earned three hundred euros from that. And then uh, they, I assume they let you live there for free, and then yes. you just kind of live there free. They cook all your meals. You get a bit of downtime just to hang about and do what you want, and you yeah, get, paid a bit. get a day a week off, um, and then the rest of the time working. And yeah, I live there for free and free meals and stuff. And I travelled with them all over um, Greece as well because it was the girls. It was the summer holidays at the time, so oh, obviously okay. yeah. the girls, are six and eight years old, Anna and Stella, bless them. They uh, obviously they wanted to go around and do stuff for their summer holidays, so I just yeah. went with them. And uh, we went to places like the uh, Epidaurus Theatre um, and uh, went across to some of the islands like Kajina and Idra and uh, Portos and stuff. Yeah. And, you know, it was really cool. But, yeah, so when I went when I went away last year, I went to Greece and Italy and France and Spain. Mm-hmm. And I took with me the 300, obviously, that I, I earned whilst I was working away in Greece. That sort of covered stuff there. And then... Yeah. When I actually went away, because I came home for a few weeks before after that, before I went off again. Okay, right. Um, when I went off again, I took with me, I had 300 quid in my account. Mm-hmm. 
about two weeks, three weeks after that, I got paid 500 quid from what I'd worked that month already. Yeah. Um, so which means I had 800 quid. Yeah. And that lasted me the remaining two months that I was out there. Hmm. In, in yeah. fucking Europe as well. And that's that's food, that's accommodation, that's sightseeing. Because I saw a lot of places that's yeah. traveling around on buses, on trains, everywhere, you know. Like, you don't need the money for it. And then when I went away this year, I went to Asia for three months. Um, and I took with me uh, 1,200. Okay. And uh, that covered both of my flights so mm. my flight out there which was uh 340 i believe and then my flight home which was um 370 or 400 or something yeah like um, 700 ish yeah total. and then everything else was just what i spent on like food accommodation etc and it's but like the place you, in asia you, you went were that. they quite cheap as well definitely yeah but this is this is the beauty yeah this because is you why you don't where you need go. yeah you don't need money to travel because you just have to choose the right places and do the right things with your money so Yes, if you're staying in in hotels all the time, eating out at restaurants all the time, then yes, you're going to spend a lot more money. But if you're staying in hostels, if you're couch surfing, like I was a lot of the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I was going to say, with the couch surfing, did you did you use a website for that or an app or or what, what sort of how how do you go about doing that when you're in a foreign country? Okay, so it depends which one you want to do. If you want to just have like a sofa in exchange for um in, well in exchange for you just sort of being there and uh, talking to them and um that's my alarm going off how professional <laughs> excellent this is good isn't it anyway sorry i do apologize for that um sorry yeah if if you want to if you want to have just like um spending time with people in exchange for a bed then mm-hmm. um you can use something like couchsurfing right um couchsurfing.com um which is a really good site. It's one of my favourites. I've actually um, I, they've got an app as well, which is really good. Um, they've got a thing called Hangouts. So if you're ever in a city, couch surfing on the app, um, staying with somebody, and then you feel like meeting up with somebody else in this, who's in the city and also a traveller, you can just go on the app and say, oh, oh I'm in that's this amazing. That could be like obviously you go to a certain place and you're like, oh, I've got six or seven hours to kill. Exactly. Oh, there's a cool museum here, but there's also a couple of cool bars or whatever. I'll just see what's about, see who's about, see if there's anyone who wants. Just someone to walk around a museum yeah. with or see that's exactly to what it's for that's, which is uh, that's brilliant. amazing yeah so there's something like that but then there's also stuff like um help x and woofing uh woofing is the most popular one so woofing uh, woofing yeah sounds uh, like a dogging <laughs> yeah um it's uh it's um worldwide organic organization farm or something i don't know something like that yeah but it's basically you work on their land in exchange for accommodation and food yeah which is really popular. Like, loads of people... It's good people when you're part of pass through and stuff, isn't it? Exactly, yeah. Um, but usually the placements are somewhere between a week and a month. Yeah. Um, some places like you to stay longer. Some places only want you for a few days. But, mm. you know, it all varies. But That's really interesting. I, um, I, pref- I way prefer helpx.net. Right. Because it's a lot more personal. So it's not just... Um, like places that have been having volunteers for years and stuff you know like they're very very professional and like business like about it help x is nice because it puts you in contact with just random farm owners in yeah. like in the middle of fucking nowhere <laughs> uh, like they're just like hey so we could use some extra help and we want to learn a bit more english do you want to just come and like work for maybe four or five hours a day on the farm um and you get a day or two off a week and then in exchange you just live with us and like yeah talk to us and shit and that's an actual thing you can do and I'd, i've done that a couple of times and that's it was crazy yeah really enjoyable it's the beauty of that the internet as well it's not only connecting people who it's only connecting people who can't travel and like, can like talk across the globe it's also like even when you get there because you've got 
basically a computer in your pocket as long as you've got um, a degree of signal or you go to certain like if they if they have a wi-fi spots things like that then it's just like you can just get in contact with anyone you know especially with all this sort of modern technology it's just phenomenal mm. it's just the, the the degrees of how how innovative uh, innovative it is and things like that it's crazy it's just where's it going to go from here so what do i think about yeah you know world's a crazy place man technology's come very far it's just it's sealed the gaps i find between in certain communication between races you know and it's just widened people's knowledge so much yeah. like it's one of the things that a lot of people say now you don't really need zoos as much because zoos were the only way most people could see certain animals mm. and obviously most of the animals i've seen in the zoo i haven't seen elsewhere but it's like now that with the internet we can just see videos of animals all the time you know you watch planet earth i know that's pretty uh well, that didn't need the internet for it or anything like that but um you know you have things like that online if i want to just see what does the sloth look like i literally google sloth and i could watch 10 hours of video footage of baby sloths or normal yeah. sloths or anything but none of that compares to the beauty of seeing it in real life though well, this is why you should go traveling tra- man well that's the thing with traveling because seeing animals and stuff is cool seeing in real life is better but like i've i've done a few things like i climbed snowden you know yeah um, which uh, was really really amazing and it's like i've taken some photos i even took a video up there and everyone's like yeah that's really cool but it is it is one of those things where it looks cool but you don't know till you're there and it's a lot of a lot of things in life are about you can get a general idea of stuff from looking at it uh, on like video wise or something like that but actually being there and living it is a whole another kettle of fish you know, uh, you know definitely it's just that's one of the things that interests me so much about traveling because all the different cultures and stuff you know yeah. starting at european because i haven't been out of europe um in my life but i've been to quite a few places in europe but it's like seeing the variance in cultures there and then slowly kind of once i've kind of seen that of what i want to see there i want to try and make it my life goal to see the wonders of the world you know man-made and yeah. natural so you know i'd love to see i'd love to see the Taj Mahal, which i'll see in asia but i'd also love to see you know mount rushmore in america but i'd also like to see niagara falls you know it's all these sorts of I, that's kind of my just kind of tick box thing for, for yeah. all but with me what hindered me is because i moved out um when i was 20 um then that was when my job that was only six months after my job started paying like a full wage because i was an apprentice before that so with me it's just been i do want to travel i do want to do that but i haven't uh i've unfortunately not been in the circumstance where i can take a month or two off work like I, in the jobs I've been in, I've been able to do that. I mean, if I worked for a job, a job for a very long period of time, and I gave him a fair bit of warning, maybe I, I could organise something like that. But where I haven't had the even the grand or so to do it, I haven't quite had that money yet yeah. to do it. So it's almost one of those things of saying to people like, if you can, you really should. I mean, yeah. I'm going to eventually. It's not like oh, you know, I'm 23 and I can't afford it now, so I'm never going to travel. Obviously, it's just like for this moment at the time, I'm just not going to. But there's the issue, man, because the amount of people I know who are now in sort of closing in on their 30s, yeah. early, you know, like even in their 30s now, yeah. that say, yeah, I, I told myself when I was in my early 20s that I was going to travel and then that just never happened because yeah. of this, this and this. And it's like, but that's not an actual reason. That's just... Well, it's, it's an excuse. It's, it's, it is an excuse, it's, it's, but it's your subconscious mind saying... I'm not quite ready for this yet, so yeah. I'm not going to put the effort in. Well, with me personally, I couldn't travel alone. I've come to terms with that. I just, like, I know you can meet people out there, but that's just not me. I just, me traveling alone is not something I can invest a amount of time and money in. It's just like, even having three weeks off at work, like, I'm starting a new job uh, in a couple of days. So it's like, I wouldn't just be immediately be able to have loads of time off for at least a few months before I get used to the job, you know? But then once I've done that, then I am planning on traveling i do keep saying that in my life but i'm lucky enough where this is kind of unfortunately giving me more excuse but i have at least thus far it's not like clean slate sort of thing not not 
I was fortunate enough to go as I went to a fair amount of places in Europe. There's only a few more places in Europe I want to go, and then I can kind of branch out a bit more. Mm. Obviously, the further you go, often the more money flights cost. It depends. Yeah. So Asia, I haven't looked into Asia very much at all, to be honest. And a lot of it does intrigue me, but it's like if I went to you know China or Hong Kong or something, I, don't, I haven't looked into it enough to know what I'd look for when I'm there. That's fair. Yeah, so so when you went to uh, Asia and stuff, where, where'd you first, where'd you go then? Where was the... Uh, we flew into trip. Bangkok. And how, how long were you in Asia for the first time you went? You went there. Uh, I was uh, there for three. Uh, well, yeah, about three months total. Okay. Um, how long ago was this? It was two years ago? Year no, ago? no, this no. The first time I went to Asia was this year. Oh, you said that earlier, didn't you? Yeah. Well, what time was it this year? Uh, I left in April. Okay. Wait, no, was it three? No, it was two months this time. Yeah, two okay. months. But yeah, because yeah. I picked you off from the airport, didn't I? I remember that. Yeah. But yeah, had, had a chat <laughs> this, similar this, to this. This swell guy came all the way up to fucking, what, Heathrow? I think it was Heathrow, yeah. yeah. Heathrow to get me. Oh, We had a nice little chat on the way home. That was it. It kind of sparked. It's been, it's weird. The last few months of my life have just all been, well, I kind of had the vague idea that maybe I should start a podcast or not. And then it's just moments in my life have literally been almost, like, I'm not necessarily, I'm not a very spiritual man, um, but, there are certain points in life where it just kind of it feels like everything is telling you something you know and i'm not saying that this podcast is going to explode and become the greatest podcast ever even though it is already but (laughs) but um you know i just had the idea and then i i spoke to a few people about um this or that and then you know i had that talk with you and it was just like it was a two hour it was a two hour drive and we stopped at mcdonald's as well because you were like craving one i really wanted mcdonald's breakfast i was i I flew into heathrow and it was like 6 a.m and Mike and I had already agreed that he was going to come pick me up at like sort of eight nine ish, yeah. I think, um, which was fine. I was happy to wait for a little while, and I just sort of chilled just around. About but two then, hours from me, so. but then it was yeah. closing in on ten o'clock, and I was like, McDonald's stopped serving breakfast at half ten. What? Where is he? And we, <laughs> he just couldn't find me. He couldn't find me in, in the car park, and I couldn't see him. It's because it's like a three layer multi story, but the car, <laughs> you can only en- enter it from like one side, and you it goes straight up to the top, and then you go round, and it goes straight to the bottom. Yeah. I think you in the middle. Yeah. Or, oh, it, I mean, I was outside the airport. Looked the same as well. <laughs> and it was, it was just called, it was just the whole area was called this one terminal. Yeah. He's just and, like, oh, I'm by the purple car. And I'm like, I can see a purple car. You're nowhere near it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so he, he came there and we, and we, we, we missed it by like, what, two minutes? We it was missed, something silly. It, yeah. It was so upsetting. But you did manage to have a quite hefty McDonald's. Oh, uh, it was delicious. I had, what, chicken strips and, and a, leg, a legend meal and, oh. Yeah, it was good. We were just chatting in there as well for like 25 minutes or so between the, the mouthfuls yeah. of terrible food. And it was just like, hearing your stories being so intriguing, and I was just like, not only is this really cool, and I just want to hear more of it, um, but also other people I think should hear it as well. But it's also like, with a podcast, there's certain people I know who, um, kind of like you, where if I just, I suppose I could do it in theory to certain people, but if I just called you up and said, hey, can you just come over and we just talk about stuff just for two hours and nothing else? <laughs> it, that sounds cool, but often it's like, because it's nothing specific, often it's like, I'm kind of busy, there's got other stuff to do, that sort of thing. But when it's like, when it's for a podcast, it means I can choose to have, a, if someone wants to as well, obviously, um, have a conversation with someone, which I've always kind of wanted to have with certain people about really in-depth things, about like mental illness, about their life, all these sorts of other things that are really interesting to me. But certain people, I often just meet them at parties. Like with you, I mean, I've, we've only hung out about five or six times, I imagine, outside of 
More than group that, situations. Dude. Oh, if outside it, of group situations, yeah, yeah, but yeah probably five or six. Yeah, because in inside group situations, it's probably twenty, thirty, maybe forty. Yeah. You know, it was just every party I had, you were there relatively. You'd occasionally uh, pop over when there was just like a smaller group and stuff. Yeah, and when we went out to town and whatnot, but just the two of us. I mean, we've known each other what? I think have I known you since you were fifteen? I think fourteen. I think fourteen. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, so that was six years ago. So yeah, I was seventeen. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been six years and we've hung out like once a year, basically. Yeah, Which kind of has been that. Because <laughs> yeah. like, what was it? I remember when I was at Burgess Road, you came over and watched Girl with a Dragon Tattoo. And then Which we just didn't see each other for like film. a year. Apart yeah, from pretty much. Occasional... I don't think we really talked either. We just sort of didn't just really one of those converse. Things. Yeah. There's quite a few mates of mine that that happens yeah. with, though. It's, it, an adult rela- it's an adult relationship, man. Yeah. It's adult friendships. You. This is one thing that a lot of people don't realise when they leave school and then leave college yeah. as well. Especially when, when, when you come into the real world and you have real adult friends... You just you don't see each other and and you Not don't every talk time. you don't ever talk and that's okay because when you do meet up and you do chat shit like this happens exactly so you get along you get really nice, well and you is, get that vibe and the also you don't have time all the people there's loads of people I know who I love chatting to and stuff but it's like you don't have I don't have enough time in the day even if I'm off work to actually be able to communicate with I imagine there's about twenty people that I'd say are good friends of mine that or at least better than acquaintances just friends who I like hanging out with that I just don't see that often and obviously don't talk to on Facebook and stuff if I was talking to everyone once a week as a recap of their life Jesus Christ I just <laughs> won't have time to do anything you know and yeah. it's just like it does the beauty of it there's also certain things where it's just like there's our, there are certain relationships where obviously you just don't need to see each other all the time yeah, it's just true. not a necessary need for it you know not necessarily with you and I because you and I have a crossover a lot in common with, uh, with appreciation for music and yeah. uh, ideas and movies and that sort of jazz got a lot of shit to talk about exactly but it's like you know with certain people i'm, I'm friends with um even for, good examples like my mum you know i love my mum to bits but we don't have everything in common so when we meet up you know every it's like a stranger to me <laughs> <laughs> we meet up like uh i don't know every couple of weeks maybe maybe once a month and we just have a nice chat for a couple of hours catch up and that's it but if trying to talk to her every single day of every single thing i do all the time that she's not interested enough she isn't interested in most of the things I'm into and vice versa and there's certain friends of mine who aren't into the same music aren't into movies aren't into this aren't into that and it's fine because then when you meet up you've got two months to condense into a couple of hours and it's really organic there's just loads to talk about but otherwise you can can get stretched out see I I don't have that problem with my mum because I don't know where she is nice that's it burn self burn ouch oh self burn those are rare (laughs) yeah that's it Um, but yeah so we're talking about Asia and stuff and you were talking about the joys of travelling, of obviously mm-hmm. how it doesn't cost that much. Yeah. So where did you, when you went to Asia, it was two months, correct, this year? Yep. Right, so where did you, where did you start out? Uh, started in Bangkok. We flew into Bangkok and, uh, well, I say we flew into Bangkok. We flew into Mumbai like for a stopover and then to Bangkok and we had 23 fucking hours to wait in the airport in Mumbai. Oh man, that's we, so much time. Yeah, we couldn't leave the airport because the moment you go airside you have to pay for a visa. No, the, the moment you go out land, land side, you have to pay for a visa. So we were staying airside for 23 hours. We managed to find oh, a hotel. God. And Ryan, bless his heart, paid 90 quid for Jeremy, um, myself and him to go into this hotel room. And we had, there were two double beds in this room. And we just pushed them the together and ever. crashed out for 12 hours straight. That's pretty oh, good, though. At least you, you guys can do that sort exactly. of thing. Like, yeah. Oh, I was, I, yeah. We what, had a real nice connection. When we were, we were in Amsterdam, we, the, the flight was at a certain time. Like, we didn't want to... It was at, like, I think it was like, four or six in the evening or something like that um, on the last day. And we were there for, like, four days or something. And we were like, 
we went to the dungeons in the day but then it was like you have to be there at least two hours before this sort of thing and so we we were kind of it's about 12-ish and we all of us had eaten and we were kind of like we don't want to smoke or anything like that or you need space kicking and get on a plane or whatever you know don't want to be uh, high or anything on an airplane or something so it's like you know what what do we do so we end up just kind of thinking okay we'll just go to the airport and I'm sure there's loads of stuff there there wasn't loads of stuff there <laughs> literally there's there was like a couple of cafes and a couple of shops nothing else um, and the thing is we'd got from Southampton Central you get a, a, a train to the uh, airport so it's quite far and I don't think there was that much around the airport I might be mistaken we were just in the airport for like two hours and it just felt like torture and that was only two, two hours. hours that's it that's, that's so that's, that's feeble rookie. that is, is I've been, rookie I've been to big airports before you know and having a few hours is fine but it was kind of like we were all at the end of the holiday-ish, you know, we'd been smoking a lot all the entire thing, so it was kind of like we were all knackered and that sort of thing. Um, so it was like, you know, you, we do that and then we've had such an exciting thing and then it's like, oh, we have to come home and you kind of get the holiday blues mm. and you can, well, with festivals. Uh, any, have you been to many music festivals? Not big ones, no. Well, it's like when you go there, the, the worst day is the last day, like if you're there... If you're there till uh, Monday, then you get Sunday night as well. But you know you've got to kind of wrap things up. And then when you go to bed on the Sunday night, it's like, oh, man, it's going to suck. Because you wake up the next morning and all it is is just shit. It's literally like, <laughs> I have to get up in my tent. I've probably got back pain because I've been here for days. I'm malnourished because all I've eaten is just like fried food constantly and like crisps and chocolate bars. Just like got an Asda trolley full of just rubbish for me just to indulge in. I've been drinking constantly over the entire weekend and stuff like that. And so it's just like... What happens is is that um, I lost my train of thought for a moment. Oh yeah, that was it. Just the last day. What happens is you just everything hits you, and you're like, I don't want to be here. I don't want to do this. Like, I, I don't want to pack up my tent. I don't want to have to drive for X amount of time from the festival and stuff. I just feel knackered. So on the last day of the holiday, we were like that a bit, but for the airport, but it was just it, two hours. It was feeble and it was pathetic to be honest. That with being that we were just like sat around not really doing anything. We we killed about an hour, but the last hour we just like, we can't go out and do something because if we get called to the gate or whatever. But 23 hours, that's yep. that's next level stuff. <laughs> it was fucking intense, man. Like I say, we just crashed for 12 hours and then I went for a wander and whilst I was in the food court area, I bumped into this guy. Well, I didn't I say I bumped into him. He was sat alone at a table minding his own business and me being me, saw his backpack, went, oh, a traveller, and just sat down and said, hey, I'm TJ. And well, I said, all you travellers out there, if you get like a short, I think you've been described as Tinkerbell almost. Punk sort of thing. Tinkerbell, that's punk what t- I've That's been, it. Yeah. Like a punk Tinkerbell with a few like little tattoos on her arms and back and stuff like that <laughs> you know short hair normally of a random different color i think it changes with her mood because every time yeah. i see her it's a different color Pretty much. but like that with clothes normally baggy and too big for her you see her with a bright smile and, and some sort of different facial piercing it changes every time i see you as well you've got a septum at the moment <laughs> you know just a random facial piercing somewhere bubbly come up to you and start talking to you in this voice that you can hear your That's voice me. your voice is like the voice of like a stern not stern but like a strong 35 year old woman You've got Seriously? Like, you've got that sort of that lowness to it, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, but I think that when you become 30, you all just sound like, like a... Like Hello! A, like, well, I was going to say like a Debbie, like a, like one of those mums. The short-haired oh, mums who just complain about everything. Oh, and, like, I want to see, see the manager. I want to see your manager, We yeah. got it, exactly. Right, um... I'm not going to be that woman, ever. I think you will. Yeah, you already are. No, Screw you. Knowing you, you'll never... <laughs> I'm more likely to be that woman than you are. Definitely. Um, right, hair. we're just going to pause it just for a second, because uh, Tisha being a wuss and needs a wee. And unfortunately, I've actually <laughs> needed one for about half an hour, but I was being, hey, profes- ha, I was being professional. I've just been drinking so much water. I've been professional. So- I am five foot three. I have a tiny bladder, okay? <laughs> so, um, yeah, we're going to pause it for now. Uh, we'll come back in a minute and talk more about the Asian stuff. So, yeah. And we're back again. Um, so just to recap, um, 
TJ was about to start a story about when she went off to Asia early in this year. I think you said it was April, wasn't it? Yes. So yeah, for two months, and you went to Bangkok. Yep. Bang- well, for, yeah, first of all. Okay. <laughs> right. So how? So you, you decided to go there, and you said, "How did you get over there again?" Sorry. Uh, we flew. We had a twenty-three hour wait in Mumbai Airport. Yep. The good old yeah. airport waiting. Bless. Cool. So after once you'd waited at the airport, and you'd um, what, what was it then after? After the twenty three hours, what did you do? Uh, then we, uh, when we first got to Bangkok, we we went straight in from outside the airport. We went straight into the city centre because it was morning, obviously. Okay. Um, and we walked from the airport into the centre of Bangkok, and we were debating what to do. But bear in mind, we hadn't booked a hostel. Mm-hmm. We hadn't booked anything. We'd literally just rocked up in Bangkok, ready to go travelling for however fucking long we wanted. Yeah, yeah. And. Um, while we were while we were there, we we bumped into this guy, this random guy who was just like at work. And we were cutting through the building, mm-hmm. um, and uh, we got chatting to him, and he was like, "Oh, so you're you're you, you're going to be traveling around Thailand for the next however long?" We were like, "Yeah." And he was like, "Yeah." Are you aware of Songkran? And we were like, uh, "What? Sorry, Songkran." Songkran. Songkran. Yeah. How do you spell that? S O N G K R A N. Okay, so what's that then? It's the New Year festival. It's but it's a water festival, so it they they um, okay. it's obviously it, pro- it probably started out with some sort of like um, blessing thing with water, um, and uh, it, it's progressed into essentially a I think it's fourteen countries in Southeast Asia, they all celebrate Songkran at the same time, and it's just a fourteen country wide water fight, and when I say that I mean like the entire fucking all of the cities just become a mess of everybody throwing water all day long and it's it's a horrendous waste but to be fair the water out there is you know, really disgustingly dirty anyway then we weren't allowed to drink the tap water because we could possibly die um so uh we yeah so we went into bangkok and this guy told us about some crown and we were like oh okay fair enough and he was like yeah so the buses and the trains aren't going to be running the same ways because it's on crown we were like oh i was shit. just to say with, with, with some crown do you um do you have any idea of the the origins of that or anything like that do you do you look that up or do you find anything else about no, that i haven't actually looked up the origins of it it's, it's um, a mystery so. yeah right, so I'll, mystery. I'll, look, I'll look that up then quickly yeah but um sorry yeah it was uh, called how would you spell that s-o-n-g-k-r-a-n s-o-n-g-k-r a-N. Songkran 2018 found it yeah. okay so continue yeah I'm just gonna look up to yeah so um, we we went to a travel agency to just ask them about what sort of um, buses and stuff we'd be able to book because we wanted to go up to Chiang Mai and uh, the lady that we spoke to she um, she, she we, we only wanted a bit of advice but she ended up planning out um, like uh, I think about two weeks worth of um, travel around Thailand where we stopped in oh, nice. uh, yeah, exactly. Did, like, did you have to pay or anything, chill. or did she just? Yeah, yeah. Of course, of course, we had to pay. Look, she booked it all for us. This is the thing. She gave us the plan, and we were like, "That's a really sick plan." And then she gave us the option okay. of um, booking with them, and we were like, "Yeah, sure." It cost us um, just over eleven thousand baht, which was about two hundred and sixty, two hundred and seventy quid. Okay. Um, I just want to say the Thai. It's a New Year's Day. It's thirteenth um, of April every year, but the holiday period um, is fourteenth and fifteenth of April as well. It's so. actually six days. Okay. Usually, usually six days. Okay, fair enough. Well, it's um, yeah, it just says here it's a New Year's festival, so yeah. that's, that's why I imagine the water thing. It says um, uh, it's basically to do with change. It means like transformation or change, 
Sanskrit word literally um, changed to literally is astrological passage. So that's nice. I imagine, I imagine water is some sort of almost cleansing or something else. It is of. out there, yeah. Water is weighs heavily on their imagery and their their tradition, yeah. their cultures. So oh, that's really interesting. Yeah. So song crown, if anyone wants, wants to look that up. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. So we ended up booking with them, and they booked it all for us, and we we went uh stayed a day in Ayutthaya, which is uh about an hour's drive north from Bangkok. Okay. And um. Ayutthaya is really cool because it's just full of temples. When I say full, I mean you've got, I think, 30? Something mm-hmm. like 30 temples are they, just are they, in Ayutthaya. What, uh, what religion is that? Is that Hindu? It's is Buddhism. That, it's Buddhism, okay. Yes, yes. Uh, most Thai people you come into contact with were either raised on or are still Buddhist. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah so it's like it's that it's that sort of uh, that sort of place. It's just full of temples, and we uh, spent some time there. Well, we spent a day and a half there, and then we um, went up north to Chiang Mai for Songkran. And honestly, if 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 there's one thing that people want to experience in Southeast Asia, it's got to be Songkran in Chiang Mai okay. because basically you've got the uh, you've got the whole river running through the center. I believe it. I believe it's the the River Kwai. Actually, it might be. Um, hmm. I, I could be wrong, but yeah. So there's a river that runs through the centre, and um, it's just brown sludge. <laughs> Basically, the water's disgusting. But uh, everybody's using the water river, the river water, sorry, and they're using uh, like ice cold, ice cold buckets of water that they've brought with them into the like on in their cars, and they're just like throwing it out the, like as they drive past. They're just throwing it at people. Obviously, it's full of locals and travellers as well, and people that are just backpacking or on holiday or whatever. Um, and everybody's just having an amazing time throwing water at each other all day long. And then you go to bed, and then it starts again the next day. Oh, wow. Um, Man. It's incredible, incredible place. Um, Chiang Mai itself is actually just stunning. Like, we... Um, it, there's There's quite a few temples in the city itself that are, like, almost converted into, like, backpacker art places. So, yeah. like... There, there are temples, and then there'll be a community there of monks and um, like expats and stuff that right. um, to design murals together and things like that. And it's all really, really chill. It's a very nice city. Mm-hmm. And um, there's some elephant sanctuaries nearby, which is which is excellent because a, a very big problem in Thailand is um, the mistreatment of elephants. And there's this thing called champing. Which is essentially where, an, when an elephant is born into into tourism, um, the uh, tamers, if you, will, you know, the trainers of the elephants, they uh, yeah. they get a long bamboo stick with a metal spike on the end, and they just hit the elephants with them, back them into a corner, and just hit them until they submit. Right. And it's like, it's it's disgusting. It's absolutely barbaric. But there are a few sanctuaries in Thailand and you really need to be careful for which ones you go to because some of them are genuine, like they actually care for the elephants and they and they, they put the elephants' well-being first. But so many of them are just directed towards tourists that want to come and ride them and take selfies with them, you know? Yeah. Like when we were in Ayutthaya, we walked past um, one of them. We saw a few elephants beforehand and I'd never seen an elephant in real life before, so I was... I was losing my shit. I was absolutely sure. stunned by these magnificent sure I have. beasts. I might have done the zoo once, but I can't really remember. Yeah. But but like they, they was, these were just elephants walking down the street, yeah. walking down the middle of the road, yeah. just like people with people riding them. And I was losing my shit because it was incredible. But then after that sort of like subsided, and after 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 I settled, I was like, 
Jesus Christ, this is horrible. Well, elephants are one of the smartest uh, animals I think mm. on the planet. They've got insane yeah. memories. That their intelligence, like a lot of people, there's sort of things with our society. One of the issues is that obviously I love cats and dogs. I, I love, I think I love all animals, including insects and things like that. I just hate mosquitoes. I'll kill them all if I can. <laughs> um, but apart from mosquitoes, really, and I don't, I'm not a fan of hornets or wasps to be honest. Anything else, I, I'm happy with. You know, I like everything like that. But it's like, obviously, I am not a vegetarian or anything, so I used to eat bacon. But pigs are as smart as dogs like yep. in most cases they're incredibly intelligent uh, animals um and it's things like it's that sort of thing and it just makes me question it a lot and you go to other cultures and stuff and certain places they eat dog or cat because they have like wild dogs and wild cats and yeah. they're just like it's, pretty it's sure i ate dog in vietnam <laughs> the thing is i would be up for trying relatively anything you know i've said this before this is going to weird some people out but i would probably try human flesh yeah because it's just like you know as, I don't know how you'd somehow make sure that someone had died naturally or they were still alive and they give it is that weird I don't know if you go to a restaurant meet some dude and he just like slices a bit of his arm for you <laughs> on a plate and cooks it in front of you it's like that's really really weird I don't know if I could be a handle of that but I think yeah, if there, there's there some are people sort of... who do that there are people who have like channels online like ch- uh, channels of um, contact wherein they're like yeah so I'm gonna cut off my arm and sell it to this guy and he's gonna cook a dinner and then the guy's like selling tickets for people to come and have dinner and just eat some human it's weird but it's one of those things where cannibalism is such a weird thing isn't it because it's like it's incredibly taboo but i it's like but we do it to animals so it's like what makes us worth it more than animals i suppose it's the idea of like killing humans or if you went down that road you'd have imagine factory farm humans humans are just born into Mm. because that that's like a really dark sci-fi dystopian future film but you know i don't know human history has had a lot of dark parts and i would not be i'd be surprised if from where we are now that it would go down that road but i think if you had enough dark turns and enough things happening maybe it could go down that road you know i don't think it's very likely i think it's incredibly unlikely but it's i wouldn't say it's impossible that's the weird thing with all the atrocities that people have committed you know imagine if that if the rich somehow the austerity increased and the rich became richer and all this sorts of other stuff and then they do it in secret or something see know? there's actually whilst i was studying film for my a-levels i um i did a lot of research um outside of the classroom as well into uh mexico because we were studying mexican cinema okay um do you like danny Trejo, the actor he's a uh, machete oh no you don't know who machete is no it's Machete, in, right, have you seen Spy Kids? Yes, no, you know, I uncle, do know. I know exactly. Uncle I was, yeah, he's, I know exactly he's actually, yeah, they, he's in a, he's yeah. a show. Yeah, he's, he's a good actor, but I mean, he's... He's um, just the Mexican actor, I just want to point out. Exactly. Well, no, he's, he's of. one of the two Mexican actors. Okay, well, there's Michael, there's like Michael uh, Peña as well. He's yeah. a... He's been in quite a few films recently yeah. as well. Obviously, this is just a joke. I want to clarify. I don't think there's any two Mexican <laughs> actors on the whole world. Oh, and good. it's Michael Pena and <laughs> yes, Michelle Rodriguez as well. It's like, there's those, those three. That's it. Um, there's no more than those three. But yeah, so in, in Mexico, they actually have a very heavy problem with cannibalism. Really? People don't know this. But in, in places like Mexico the, City... Is that because of the drug war and stuff making everyone poor and that sort of thing? Or is it... Yeah, kind of the gang, the gang well, violence? Sort of. Not, to be honest, not, not even that. It's... Um, Mexico itself is a very religious place, yeah. but there are people who sacrifice their lives to the more base sort of spirituality in, in religion. Okay. And um, there's actually this, there's a wonderful film, um, it's called uh, Somo Lo Que He, I think. Uh, Somo Lo Que He, and it's, um, it's about 
uh, a family in, living in Mexico City in 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 the slums of Me- in the sort of slum suburb areas of Mexico City, and they are the family sort of under a curse, and if they don't consume human flesh, then that curse will like claim them. That's right. their belief, and uh, the film opens up with a scene of the father dying out of nowhere. You just the camera follows him down the street, and then out of nowhere he just collapses and dies and has a mm. seizure, and it's it's strange. You're like yeah. o- obviously the some something's happened paranormal related, and um, the film dives into that, and it uh, the film shows the rest of the family trying to. Um, find a way to sort out this curse and sort out their lives without their father around um and it is it is an excellent film it's um i can't i can't remember the actors names in it now but it's uh it is very excellent and it's it's not like um it's not like the typical mexican film like if uh like amores peros and uh Ito mama tambien which have um people like uh gael garcia banal and uh, diego luna and people like that you know they're know. very very well known yeah Mexican actors. diego luna i know of him but obviously that's because he's in star wars yeah and obviously the massive I mean, star wars buff yeah. so he, I he's uh he's, he's a very very popular mexican actor but there's um this is uh this is almost like an artsy film i mean all, all mexican cinema is very artsy mo- modern mexican cinema because of um the sort of cinematic mexican revolution that happened in the 90s where they were essentially like hey fuck hollywood we're gonna do our own thing and mm. then started making these incredible films france have done something not dissimilar to that yeah as well. they've, exactly. they've gone very they, they've much, much more thing. european artsy sort of route there's quite a few um french uh directors who've been making uh, a few films over here there's one obviously i think it's michel gondry i believe he's uh french but there's another one who's i believe he was a fashion designer and he made a film recently called the neon demon very very peculiar and artsy that's it's all about the fashion industry and stuff hasn't got Cara, Del, uh, got Cara Delevingne in it no it hasn't got her in it it's got she's who's the one in the Hunger Games who's obviously not Jennifer Lawrence it's one of the other main ones who's she seems to like kind of hate Katniss at the start but she ends up being which film oh Christ it, she's in all of them she's in the first one and then she's also in she's in all of them she's in she's not in the Hunger Games arena in the first one she just knows she's one of the or maybe she's just in the second one she's one of the champions she's quite Joanna I think it is Joanna. Oh, oh, what's her name? What's right. the actress's name? Shit. I, I, I'll have to look, check, um, look that up. Yeah. But um, her, she's yeah, she's in the film called The Neon Demon. There's a couple of other actresses that I, I can't fully remember. Okay. It's really, I didn't, I didn't enjoy it that much to be honest, because it, it, I think it, it felt like it dragged a little bit, and it felt like there was a lot of artsiness going on, and the payoff for me, I'm not going to spoil it or anything, but the payoff for me wasn't, it wasn't worth it for me necessarily. But I still, it was a very well made film in an interesting way. You know, it's, it's worth a watch if you're into really artsy films. It's yeah. kind of like, you know, um, have you seen Under the Skin with Scarlett Johansson? Uh, no, I haven't, but uh, I've I've seen trailers. It's really interesting. Not. She gets nude in that, so any <laughs> real big Scarlett Johansson Well, fans. I'll be right back in about two hours. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, I saw that at Harbour Lights at the little uh, indie cinema down Southampton, and um, me and Callum went there and saw that, and uh, it, it was good. But there's there's only so little dialogue in that film. Like a lot of people say, Dunkirk hasn't got a lot of dialogue in, and it hasn't. It's a great movie as well. But this film, Under the Skin, I, it must be about a page of the whole film. I think it's only an hour and a half, maybe it's two hours, but there's very, very little dialogue at all in it, and it's really peculiar. I don't want to spoil the premise or anything, because it's kind of a mystery as it goes on. But it's like, it's really interesting, but I wouldn't watch it again. You know, there's certain films which are they're very interesting to watch as a piece of cinema, like a piece of art almost, more than 
more than like a standard movie, you know. Ex Machina's like that as well. Well, Ex Machina, I absolutely adore. It's one of my favorite films ever. I've actually got a steelbook down there uh, of Ex Machina, French one, funnily enough, because we're talking about French cinema. It's <laughs> obviously French, but the English steelbook didn't was sold out, and then I bought that, and now they've gone, and now there are English steelbooks, which is annoying, but whatever. Uh, it's um that's one of my favorite films. I love Oscar Isaac in that. That that's a film. If anyone is interested in anything psychological or sci-fi or anything to do with artificial intelligence, that is an absolutely fantastic film. It's Definitely. quite. I think it's only about an hour and a half long, so it's not too long in any shape, way, shape, or form. It's, it brings up some really interesting moral questions uh, to do with AI, and it's. I don't know a person who's seen it who doesn't think it's amazing. I, I just, I can't. If you don't, if you are into that sort of thing and you watch that film and you don't like it, I really don't understand why you, what, what you're into. Do you know what I mean? It's mm. one of those films yeah. where in that genre, it's just spot on. So I, I highly recommend that. But yeah, there's a lot of artsy films. There's like a Let the Right One In. I, I let the Roman in is a very good film. That's cool. I haven't seen Let Me In, which is the American one, which is apparently really good as well. Apparently, everyone who's seen both of them say they're both really good. They're just very different. It's like a different take on the same sort of thing. I'd say one of the most artistic like horror films I've seen is probably The Witch. Came I out. heard about that. I haven't seen that. I, I, think I saw it at the BFI Alex. Film Festival. Actually, I went up to London to see the premiere, and it's um... next time we go to film festival, give me a shout. Yes, <laughs> yeah, we'll go up together. Yeah, go see um, indie films and stuff. It's it is an excellent, excellent film. It's um so it's set um New England. It's uh it's it's sort of Puritan like era. Um, there's a, a village of people and they kick one family out for one reason or another, and then yeah. and then the film follows that family living on the outskirts by the woods. Mm. And there's like the you know you know the folk tales. Oh, there's a witch in the woods. You yeah. know. Turns out there actually isn't a witch in the in this woods, but they um the, there's Make a very sure really spoilers. No, no. What I'm saying is just what's in the trailer. Yeah, that's, that's um, fine. I'm I'm not yeah, saying. Yeah. I don't want to <laughs> clarify just to be sure. Yeah, no, I'm no, very no, sensitive no, to spoilers. I, I'm I'm good with this. Don't worry. That's cool. Um, there's uh the, there's a scene, for example, where the eldest teenage daughter is looking after the child, the baby. Yeah. And um, she's playing peekaboo, and he's sat on the blanket beneath her, mm. and she's playing peekaboo and she closes her eyes and then when she when she opens them he's not there i see okay and the film sort of goes from there and it's uh very artistically shot mm. the um some of the cinematography in the film is actually stunning as well it's um the, the lighting's very clever the way they've set up shots to um sort of bring in other characters mm. um and then the the sort of bigger questions of the film itself it raises quite a few um especially by the end of the film as well and the, those of you that have seen it will, that have seen it will know what i mean um it's uh it sort of brings you into a world that you wouldn't necessarily have from um sort of bigger directors and uh, yeah that's the interesting thing with some of the smaller directors you can really get their own take on things because that's a lot of the when you become a bigger director like uh take edgar wright for example mm. i love edgar wright he obviously made the cornetto trilogy with uh, simon Pegg and nick frost um, so short of the dead hot fires and uh, at world's end for those who aren't as informed um, and he also made Scott Pilgrim vs. the World which is one of my all time favourite films film. absolutely adore that film uh, and he also recently made Baby Driver which is a really really cool film the way it's shot is amazing I'm so, I told myself I was going to go see that it's and really I never good. did it's, it's really good yeah it's it's not as good as I was hoping unfortunately but it is still a really good film okay. um, but that's because I was hoping so high because obviously Scott Pilgrim and short of the dead hot fires are some of my favourite films yeah. but um he direct he produced Ant Man, but he was originally going to direct it. But because Disney and Marvel wanted it to go in a certain direction, a bit less Edgar Wright esque, he got stifled a bit. So he stepped down as director, or they told him he to step down as director, or whatever. And then he just became a producer. And certain parts, have you seen that film, Ant Man? 
I have, yeah. Yeah, you know, like for example, uh, for people seeing the film, there's it is in the trailer. There's like Ant Man, and there's he's having a fight with someone, and like there's a Thomas Tank engine train that comes, yeah, and it's like really like dun 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 dun, and it's like really intense. And it's like you see this train, and then it just zooms out, and it's just and it just hits them and just falls straight off, just like a little plastic train. Yeah, and that's just humorous and funny little subtleties like that, and that's what he's known for a lot. And you see little bits of it in Ant Man, but because of that film industry, because uh, the Disney Marvel conglomerate superhero thing, you know, it's the super machine. It's um they they said he couldn't do that. So you do get certain directors who, when they go to Hollywood, because they can't if they don't make like an indie film or something, they often can't do everything they want to do. But Ex Machina was written and directed by Alex Garland, so yeah. he kind of had all control over it. And I don't know if he self funded it because obviously it's studio and stuff, so it's not fully fully indie like ridiculously, but it's still. It's definitely not a Hollywood blockbuster sort yeah. of thing. If we don't stop talking about film now, we're never going to stop. I think, I know, I was just <laughs> thinking we just waffle on about movies the entire time. I mean, that, that could work as well, but I think that's a completely different subject. For the that's going to have to be a future one, I think. I think yeah. after you've gone travelling, you've come back, we'll have another travel episode, and then I'll just have to make sure you don't go away again, and then we'll have a <laughs> film one. I'm going to have a couple other films with my mate Alex Hart as well, I think. Yeah. Oh, we, we could get a little group of us in. I think Alex moving to Wales soon. I'm actually recording a thing with him tomorrow, I think. But he's going to be talking about his... Um, his school beneath the pines his yeah. forest schools which will be in a later episode but it won't be released like tomorrow whoever's listening to this now i think i'm <laughs> gonna leave it a week or two in advance i don't know so that's the end of part one um thanks for tuning in guys uh, the next episode will be out next week um obviously at the end there we just got into a little tangent about films and stuff but in the next one we get back on track and we start to, we continue talking about you know tj's uh, travels and whatnot um you know make sure you uh Follow us on Instagram, like us on Facebook, uh, subscribe uh, in the podcast app or on SoundCloud. You can follow us, um, anything like that. Um, I realise I keep saying us all the time, you know, it's just me. Maybe it's just that nice little community feeling of the genuine chit-chat. I don't know. Um, but yeah, thanks for tuning in, guys. Uh, the next one will be out next week, so um, speak to you then.